0: there was this clergyman who had this pension for orange liqueur. So these congregants got together and they bought him a case of orange liqueur. The only thing is, they told him that he could only have it out on the condition that he has to be able he has to get up at the pulpit and express his appreciation for the liquor that they gave him. So he's in a little bit of a predicament. So the next... Sunday, or whatever. Do I actually sound like that? He gets up and he says the following. He says, I would like to thank such and such and such and such and such and such for the oranges and for the spirit in which they were given. I see that we've got the spirit in more ways than one. Baruch Hashem. (laughs) The question is if I have it, (laughs) <laughs> is this going to go on through the whole thing you realize that is going to take twice as long <laughs> 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 however um, there is a machashav that I want to share with you and the truth is some of you have heard this before some of you heard it in the states and I really haven't done this for a couple of years in the yeshiva but I think that maybe it's at a point that we can all somehow look at the concept that I want to share with you. And maybe a couple of limudim that I want to share with you. A little differently than you may have seen them before. What we try to do in the VE is to get our guys to think. And thinking can take place in all kinds of places. Yeah that too and in all kinds of settings the basis of what I'd like to speak about this evening is a movie this movie is something I became aware of a couple of years ago i not going to go At least disguise your voice, you know. <laughs> That's better. A couple of years ago, when one Motsay Shabbos, a few of our fellows, uh, very fine Talmidim of the Yeshiva, uh, I happened to come across them on their way out, uh, or down the hill, I should say, as I was coming up the hill. And afterwards, um, one of the fellows came over to me and said, "Rebbe, you've got to understand, I'm very sorry, I know I should have asked for shows, but this thing that I wanted to go to was something that I just had to go to. It was a movie that this fellow had seen like four times. By now it's on video, and I don't know how many times the fellow has seen it. But the movie was brilliant. It was created and produced by a brilliant Jewish young man. Probably, as they've said with so many of us, if only he used his talents for Gemara, imagine how fantastic it would be. The fellow's name is Steven Spielberg, and the movie is Back to the Future. Do you remember the movie? Do you remember? The movie. I subsequently saw this movie on video, of course. Oh, you did. Yes. yes I did every p'ula, every scene in this movie was thoroughly thought out to the extent and I'll just show you the godless of this movie do you remember the name of the mall Twin Pines Mall very good Lee okay I see he's getting ready for Purim no he didn't hear it he didn't hear I haven't said in the yeshiva for two years Um, Twin Pines Mall however when he goes back to the past if you remember he knocks down very good they always said you had it he goes down knocks down somebody's pine tree when he comes back to the present the name of the mall is Lone Pine Mall And those of you who have seen it four or more times should be ashamed of yourself if you didn't notice. Um, This fellow did notice, Stephen Shear, for those of you who remember. Every act is very thoroughly thought out. But in many ways, it can really get you thinking. Let's remember a little bit about what the setting of this movie was all about. It starts off with this fellow, Marty. You remember Marty? What's his last name? Marty... Nothing personal, Marty McFly. Right? His parents, his father's name is George. George McFly, very good. I, I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> How would you characterize George? No, no, David. How would you characterize George? Wimpy, loser, geek—the kind of fellow—and I don't mean to insult anyone here. The kind of fellow with a pencil case with all the pencils in his pocket. You know? <laughs> Intimidated by a fellow named Biff. Do you remember? How would you characterize Marty's mother, Lorraine? <laughs> That's one way to put it. A lush, a little dumpy. I guess if we made a list of the most successful parental situations, I don't think we would put them on it. Now, through the wonders of imagination and technology, Marty goes back 30 years before, goes back to the past, at the point when he and his parents are about the same age. And in fact, he gets in the way and he kind of like really starts messing things up because Lorraine is attracted to him. You remember Calvin and everything. Wow. Yeah. And he's got to come up with a somehow. With a plan. How he's going to arrange some connection between his mother and his father because otherwise, he's never going to exist. And there's this picture, if you remember, that's fading away and fading away until he comes up with an idea. And the idea is that he is going to try to create a situation where George will save Lorraine from him. And they have it all worked out. The only thing is, Hashgach Pratis has it, that instead of him, it's Biff. And then in one moment, and I'm being mikatzer. I could tell you, you know, in full detail, (laughs) detail. but in one moment, he gets the courage together. George gets the courage together and smashes Biff in the face. And sure enough, as a result of this one ma'isa, then, hashgacha. George and Lorraine, you see, going off into the enchantment, what's it called, under the sea, and... Boy. Very, very inspirational. <laughs> he comes back to the present, and like 30 years later, now he comes back to where he started, and he wakes up, and he sees that his parents are in a totally different situation. George is successful, Lorraine is very... Attractive. The house is attractive. They've made it. Biff is polishing George's car, and Marty has that four by four that he always wanted. And that Bekitzer is the Maysa of Back to the Future. The truth of the matter is, and I'd like to ask a Taiva, if we could just, you know, start to think a little bit seriously. The truth of the matter is. I maintain that the reason this is so successful is because, in fact, it's a reflection on life. And this reflection on life that I'm talking about is something that I'd like us all to maybe give a little bit of attention to. There are a few nekudas here, a few very important points, and they may be crucially important for all of us, especially as we prepare for this Purim. The first most important you cite that I think we see here and as I say it's very true it's a reflection on life is how one mysa one mysa one moment can have such a profound effect on the way a person exists and how he lives and what he looks like 10, 20 or 30 years later you see in front of your eyes what George and Lorraine looked like in the beginning and you see what they look like in the end, and you see that it's a direct result of that one moment when George got the courage together to smash Biff in the face. And it turns the tide it changed the direction of his life. You see that this fellow is now maybe headed to be president of the student council. He's going to be successful. He'll be in control. He'll be in control of the situation and of his life and you can see the results. This rabbi say, it's been demonstrated to us in a way that we can look at it and that we can understand it. But the MS is, it's a very big site in life, but we've got to be able to penetrate it a little bit one of the asoidists that we see that pertains to the Mysa of Purim and of the Megillah is exactly the type of thing we're talking about. You see how a whole series of events leads up to the potential destruction of the Jewish people. And we also see how suddenly in a moment And it's lamed a little louder, a little higher. Because that one moment, that night, takes all of those factors and all of those qualities that may have brought about a potential destruction and literally turns them around. And it results from that one night, that one moment... And the tremendous thing and I know you've heard it I'm sure that there have been a variety of talked about Purim you've heard it all your lives Purim is Hester Purim you don't in the Megillah you don't have the name of HaKadosh Baruch Hu other than Behester because this is the way things work in life we've seen some of it ourselves we've seen and as Rabbi Wine described to us several weeks back the way he put it, one night, HaKadosh Barfu came down and picked the pockets of the financial world. And we still don't know what the profound ultimate effect of that one night is going to be. We see here in Eretz Israel and it was, it's fascinating to look in hindsight, although it's scary, how one day in December, the Palestinians came up with an idea that instead... Of, ter- <coughs> Excuse me, of terrorism, let's take on a different approach. Let's demonstrate. Let's throw some stones. And let's put ourselves in a situation where Israel can now be the tormentors. Let them be the terrorists. And you see a profound effect. We see how certain events Mamish, turn the tide. The problem is, and this is another Ryan that you find in the Megillah. It says at the end of the Misa, it says, So Chazal tells us, Yikar is tefillin. The Chassam Seifer explains that when Moshe Rabbeinu stood before our Kaddish Baruch Hu, the Misa Egel, and he begged forgiveness for the Jewish people, then Moshe Rabbeinu said, show me your glory. So HaKadosh Baruch That's told him, you can see my back, but you don't see my front. Hindsight is 20-20. And the, and, and the Chatham Cypher explains how you can look back at many incidents. And you can look back and see with all, tremendous clarity, how things develop we see that now we can look at it in so many ways we can look probably at ourselves how many of us sitting in this room looking back can say this incident this person I met this decision that I made had a tremendous profound profound effect on where I'm at now we see it very clearly in hindsight the kunst is to be able to see it in foresight the kunst is To be able to get those guts together. To get that courage. To be able to make the move. To take on the direction that will make that profound effect in terms of what I'm going to look like. And what am I going to look like? What am I going to be? Not necessarily what am I going to do, but what am I going to be? My family, my environment... The result of certain mycin that I take now can have an unbelievably profound effect on what I'm going to be 10, 20, and 30 years from now. Just like you saw in that movie. It's very serious, but it's very real. And this is something that's very important for us to think about. We're approaching perhaps the most joyous day in our year. And if this Purim is going to be anything like other Purims and I'm sensing that we're right I'm sensing it we've got the spirit but this next couple of days what happens between now and this coming Shavas can have an unbelievable effect on what we're going to be depending on what we do depending on how we deal with it. There's a simcha. How many times, how many guys have I heard, over the years, different situations, particularly though in Neveh, how the party, if I can use that term, the partying that takes place, the mishdeva simkha simcha that takes place on Purim is the most joyous, most phenomenal party a person has in his life. How many people have we heard say that? But there's a deeper sense that we've got to look towards getting out of it. As I mentioned before, it says, Chazal tell us that what that means is Ora is Torah. Simcha is Yomtev. Sasan Mila. And Icar is Tefillin. So the Svasemis asks, then why doesn't it just say? Like Haisa, Torah, Yamtav, Mila, and Tfillin. Why does it say? So he explains. It's not that they started doing Tfillin, it's not that they started learning Torah. They had this. They had all of these things. But they hadn't seen the enlightenment of Torah. They didn't see the simcha of a yomtev. They didn't see the sason, the joy of their Yiddishkeit. They didn't see the glory of their tefillin. That's what they got out of that experience that they had on Purim. They had an experience. They lived through something that changed a certain direction for them. And through that one experience, they suddenly saw all of these things. They were always there. But they had to open their eyes and see them. That's what we have in store for us in Mirza Hashem. Something that can not only have a profound effect on how we enjoy the next few days, but the profound effect on what we're going to look like. And what our lives are going to be like. Each one of us, Another thing that we see from that movie is just like you saw that picture how Marty was and his family were fading away that sometimes you're given opportunities and if you don't take those opportunities you may never ever have them again you guys whether you're here for your first year or your first month or your second year have been given an opportunity a very special opportunity in a very special setting to be able to look at things as they are and to be able to build yourself. We're coming up to a very focal opportunity that can be this Purim. But if we don't take it, if we don't use this opportunity that's been given to us, we may never, ever, ever have that opportunity again. And the derech of what we're going to be and of the lives that we take for ourselves. That person that we could be may never ever exist. Also, in that same Misa, when Moshe Rabbeinu was asking of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Hareni Nosk And when HaKadosh Baruch Hu told him, no, I won't let you see my face. The Gemara and Brachas, some of you have learned Says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu told Moshe when you wanted I when I'm sorry, when I wanted you didn't want and Rashi explains that at the Sneh HaKadosh Baruch Hu was prepared to reveal himself to Moshe Rabbeinu but Moshe turned away his face when I wanted you didn't want now that you want I don't want It would be very sad if the opportunity arises later where we'll look back and we'll say if only if only I took advantage of this opportunity and using these experiences that I had if only I did it would be even sadder if at a later time you don't even say if only but it doesn't have to be that way we have, and I tell you every time I go to the States, I see what a phenomenal place Nevei is. I see it clearer sometimes there than I see it here. Because on a day-to-day basis, we live with our frustrations. When I go and I see the products, and I see the results, and I see a fellow, whether it's that he's sitting by a in a yeshiva, or whether he's going to college and he attends a daf every single night, when I see fellows who have started to build homes, got married, setting up families, when I see, as I saw this trip, many, many students from the spectrum of schools, and unfortunately I wasn't even able to get to all the places I wanted to get to. I interviewed close to 100 students from many places throughout the New York area Chicago, Cleveland, Los Angeles I spoke to kids in various other cities as well Atlanta, Toronto and as I say they're a place I didn't even get to and when I see when I describe to them some of in spite of whatever Narschkeiten they've heard whether those Narschkeiten were true or not when I see how much these fellas look for that opportunity of motivation and depth and perception and understanding and meaning and destiny that you guys have here. Then it's mahazik Me, what an unbelievable place Neveh is. When I see you guys, and believe me, after three weeks, more than three weeks being gone, I haven't been gone that long from Yeshiva in several years. I can tell you how happy, how much it really warms me, and way it's woken me up just to see you guys, to hear some of the things that I've heard over the past few weeks—good things. These opportunities that we have are unbelievable. If we don't take them, we may never ever have them again. Let's look forward. We're going to have an unbelievable Purim. Hopefully, it'll be the greatest experience of the joy of Yiddishkeit that we've ever had. Let's make it the greatest experience of the joy of Yiddishkeit that we ever had. And let's take it and let's use it to our utmost, to build ourselves to those people that we can be Let's prepare ourselves. Because that's what we can control. We can't control what happens. We can control those things that we can make happen and how we deal with them. Once again, it's very good to see you again. Let's look forward to a freiluch afreiluch apurim.